Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. Hello, everybody. Living your limitless life is about doing what you love to do and being your best self and loving yourself, finding your joy, and doing what you love is part of this. If what you do for a living doesn't bring you joy, or at least you can tolerate it, what do you do? When is it time to quit? So if you're asking yourself, please, can I quit my job? I know I've been there, and I did. We're going to answer some of the questions that you might be asking yourself. So some of those questions are going to be, how bad is it? How are you doing? What kind of money do you need? What are your options? And what's your plan? Where do you go from here? Let's start with how bad is it? How do you feel about where you're at? Are you mildly annoyed? Don't really like your job? Maybe it feels like a dead-end job. Or maybe you just really hate going to work in the morning. You have trouble getting out of bed. Maybe it stresses you out really badly. And you just can't seem to decide what you're going to do about it. Do you clench your teeth every day when you walk into the office? Maybe you just really, really want to smack someone upside the back of the head that's there. Maybe your hair is falling out. Maybe you're just stressed so when you come home you snap at people. How bad is it to you? Go ahead and list all the things that you hate about your job. I mean, you really hate. The reason why you say, I want to quit. Not just because you want to travel or you wish you were independently wealthy. But what is it about this job that makes you go, nah, I'm done. Get me out of here. Maybe you hate the commute if you're not working remotely. Maybe the money just is bad and just isn't good at all for you. Or maybe... The boss is just awful. They don't respect you. He doesn't treat you well. Maybe they backstab you. Or maybe other people take credit for your job, including maybe your boss. What is it about this job? What makes you hate it that makes you just say, please, I want to quit so bad? Some of the things I hated about the job that I quit was that I was not a salesman. Hated going door to door for sales. But I took the job on, so I stuck with it way longer than I probably should have. It made me grit my teeth every single time I went to a door and had to greet somebody I'd never met before. I hated the fact I was selling vacuum cleaners. I know people needed them, but not everybody needs a $1,000 vacuum cleaner, and this was 20 years ago. It was super expensive. I didn't mind the people I worked with, but they thought they were doing something important with their lives, and I just didn't get that. The whole thing just bothered me. I just hated doing it. And I literally couldn't take it one day. And I walked in and said, I quit. And that's 
why I'm doing this show. Because I've been there. And sometimes you have a plan and sometimes you don't. So how bad is it? Now I want you to think about something that maybe you don't think about. If you want to quit your job and it's really bad, what do you like about your job? There must be something. Maybe you even love one thing but hate everything else. Maybe you're not being used to the extent that you want to. Your knowledge, the kind of things you can do are not used at all. So what do you love? Maybe you love what you do, but you hate your boss. Maybe you love that you can work remotely, but you don't like what you're actually doing. Or maybe you love the money because you're actually getting paid fairly decently, but that's about all you love about the job. So those are the two things you can start with. How much do you hate it and what about it do you hate so you don't go around looking for another job and finding out that you're doing the same thing again and grabbing the stuff that you hate. So be aware of it. And then what do you like, at least like, if not love about it? Maybe you do love your boss or maybe that's one of the worst things about the job. So really think about it so you don't repeat the bad things again at the next job that you're looking for. So you know what to be on the lookout for. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, what kind of money do you really need? First, I always tell people to figure out what's the minimum that you have to have to survive. Because you don't want to go below that unless you have some other alternate route of making money. So if you want to quit, what kind of job are you going to go for is one question that we'll get to. But the other thing is, what kind of salary do you need to look for in the new job? If you really hate where you're at and you need to take a big cut, what should you be your bare minimum? And then don't settle for that, but at least know that information. So when you're figuring things out, I did it on an Excel spreadsheet just because it's faster and I'm lazy. It adds things up for you. If you know Excel at all, it's a piece of cake. You don't even have to know any formulas except for the automatic sum button. So put in on the left side, rent or mortgage. If you have association fees, property taxes, car payments, gas and upkeep of the car, just your monthly amount. You can even look on your credit card if you have to, your bank statement, and get most of that information. If you save receipts, you'll have it there if you pay cash for anything, which hardly anybody does anymore, it seems like. Also include your food, household goods like toilet paper or anything like that, cleaners, which you you know, Costco stuff the big box store stuff that you go to. Then how about things like water, electric, gas, phone, cable, those very important things we can't do without. Then if there's tuition, whether for your children or yourself that you're paying or maybe student loans, medical, fitness, maybe you have medical premiums or you have a minimum you have to pay on something that you already were dealing with. If you have a balance on anything, what's the minimum payment you can make, whether it's a credit card or student loan, the mortgage or whatever it is, what is the minimum you can pay? And that is what you need to add up. Look for, and then add an extra couple hundred because there's always something you forget, right? There's always something that comes up, maybe rainy day, you can save it for later. But now that you have a minimum, when you figure that out, you really want a better quality of life than just the bare minimum. So What exactly is part of that dream that you really want in your life? Do you want to travel? And then how extensive? Because it's going to cost anywhere from a couple hundred for a weekend to a couple thousand to thousands of dollars if you're going to Europe 
or on a cruise or somewhere. Everything costs quite a bit more than you think. You have to fly there. Sometimes you need a hotel. You need food. Cruise, then you need to pay for the cruise. There's all sorts of things that you need to pay for in a travel thing. So if you want to travel, that's something you need to figure out how much a month or a year you want to put aside for that. If you want to take classes or, like I said, tuition, but if you just want to take a few classes here and there, that's not really thought of as tuition, but maybe you want to go swimming in the Y and that costs money. Maybe you have to do a monthly fee. Maybe you want to go not only for fitness, like go to a gym, Maybe you want to pay for a personal trainer. And of course, that costs money. Or you want to go to a nutritionist, something that's not covered by insurance. Maybe you want to give gifts. Don't forget to put aside money for Christmas gifts and birthday gifts and anything else that you like to give gifts for. Maybe you want a massage. Or you want a housekeeper or a gardener come once a month or more often. If you want to give donations, what about going out to eat or entertainment? If you want to go think even bigger, maybe you want a new car or a nicer house. What's in these possibilities of things if you didn't just think of the minimum? What on top of the minimum do you really want? Add that in. And maybe you need a therapist or a life coach or someone else to help you get from here to there. So if you do, then by all means, add that in there as well. What do you need and what do you want are two separate questions. The needs and the necessities are the bare minimum. And then really look at this fun stuff you want to do and add it in there. That makes life more joyful and worth living. So make sure when you're looking at your money and how much you need, don't forget to add that in. But keep it as two separate amounts so you can see how you're doing with the new one and the the one that you really want to quit. Where are you on that track? And don't forget to put in some savings for retirement or something else if you want to save. Put that in there as well. Or maybe you're saving for a new car. You're saving for a down payment for a house or for tuition or or whatever you're putting aside. Add that into what the amounts that you really want to have. The next question I want to ask you is what is your particular situation? Only you know that. I can't walk you through exactly where you're at. But now that you've looked at what you hate and what you love about your job, or at least what you like about your job, what money you need, how are you feeling? Maybe a plan is already starting to form in your mind. Or maybe not, but I really understand how you feel. That vacuum thing, oh my God, it made me boil. Oh, I just, the teeth were clenched. I really hated going. And like I said, one day I just walked in out of the blue and said, I'm done. I quit. I can't handle this anymore. I hated it. And everybody was totally shocked. Have you said anything where you're at? Does anybody know that you hate your job? If you have and you've complained a lot, that might be bringing some problems your way. Because a lot of times I've been there as well and at even a different job where I've complained so much that people knew I wasn't happy. And it didn't get me in a better situation until I turned it around and said, okay, I'm done. I'm tired of complaining. I'm either going to do something about this or I'm not. And then I started feeling better about it and the situation didn't bother me as much because I took some action. You need to decide for you where you're at and what your situation is so that you can decide when you've had enough. Now that you've looked at this and you've gone, yeah, okay, let's go. What are your options? 
Let's look at your options. So you can get some ideas here. Just let your brain meander around and let those ideas start flowing. And pay attention, because once you say, I'm done at this job, give me something better, the universe may just give you all sorts of ideas. So pay attention if someone says, hey, you know anybody who wants this kind of job? There's one, I've just heard about one that came available. Or maybe something comes up on the TV and you go, oh, I was, well, I've seen that movie before, but I never noticed the kind of job they did. Oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I want to do that. Let me find out what's involved with that. So you never know where you're going to get ideas from. So keep that idea in mind. So let's look at what options that you have now. First, do not, I repeat, do not post anything in social media about how much you hate your boss, your job, or anything else. Because companies are checking social media before they hire people now. And if you didn't realize that, realize that. They look to see what people say. And if all you do is complain about your job, they will not hire you. So make sure that you don't post anything terribly negative. And if you did, take it down before you go looking for a job. But if you love what you do, maybe you just need a different job in the same field, a better boss or better pay or maybe a better benefits. So look at how you feel about what you're doing. If you're good with that, then maybe time to go ahead and look around and see what else is out there on the same level or the same type of job you have. You're lucky if you love what you do. It just may be that if what you don't love is your boss, like I said, maybe there is a commute you can't work remotely, or maybe the money just isn't quite there in the company you're at, then you might be able to have the same sort of job in a different company and be thrilled. The one thing you can do then is just research other possible companies. Ask your friends in the field that won't talk to other people, of course, and tell them what's going on so you don't get in trouble. And again, I said, do not post on social media asking your friends that way. Place calls. Don't put anything in print. Don't text. Don't do anything. Just call and say, hey, do you know of any new jobs around? I'm kind of putting feelers out. Or maybe don't even say that much. Just say, hey, how much do you like your job? Well, how's the company over there? What do you think of that company that they're working at? Because maybe you've always wanted to work at Visa or Google. And you know somebody who works there can say, hey, how's the company atmosphere over there? How's everybody feeling about their jobs? Do people like it? Do you have high turnover rates? What's going on over there? How are people paid, you know? Sometimes you know. Now, let me say, if you hate what you do, what do you want to do? I mean, what do you want to do? If you can figure that out, you can make a plan. Or if you only love the money, what else can you do that will bring in money? Maybe where you're working is great, but the job isn't. The job just bores you to death. Or maybe it just, it doesn't really challenge you. Watch that word though. If you say you want to challenge and you put that out in the universe, the word challenge is challenging. Sometimes it's really difficult. You get stressed out because it's a challenge. And that word I am now doing in air quotes. Don't use that word. Use something else, maybe an adventure, maybe something fun that you learn from, but that you don't stress out over. <laughs> Whatever it is you want, make sure that you're clear so you don't ask for something that's just difficult and you get the same sort of thing again. You can also go to a life coach that specializes in helping people change careers. 
Life coaches can help you figure out if you want to adjust what you do just slightly and therefore end up with a whole different kind of job. Or maybe something similar in a different field. Or you might want to find a whole new type of job. They can help you find all your strengths and then figure out where else you can direct your talents and get you to do some research on the things that you come up with. I know I have a whole plan for being able to help people with finding a new job, a new type of career. See what they want. Talk to them. See what do you love. Talk to me. Sometimes people don't even know it until you talk it out with someone. So if you have a friend or someone who's willing to listen and can not jump in with all kinds of assistance from the beginning until you've thought it through yourself, talk to them. Life coaches are great because they don't want to force you to do what you don't want to do. Sometimes people have great ideas for you that know you, and they want to say, oh, let me push you in this direction. And you're going, no, <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. So just be careful who you talk to. Just like I said, no posting on social media, number one rule, when you're not happy with your job. Just make sure that you talk to the people that you know will care enough to listen and not spread any words you don't want to have spread. Now realize if you hate your job and you're near retirement, you might be asking yourself, can I retire early? Is it time? And for that, I say talk to a financial advisor. Hopefully you have one because you've been saving money. And if you do, you'd be surprised. A lot of them, especially brokerage houses, they will do a retirement whole estimate for you. They'll come up with all sorts of 100-page plans for you about how much money you have, how much do you need, And that's when that monthly budget comes in handy because you can decide this is how much I spend now, give or take a couple hundred. This is what I want to do in the future. I don't need this, all this extra money for, because I'm not traveling to my job. I don't need maybe new clothes budget as much because I don't need it where I'm going. Maybe you want more money for travel because you're retired. So you can adjust your budget and then tell the financial advisor, this is how much I want net. After taxes, let me know when my money is going to run out. For me, I know that my relatives, I've been lucky enough to know, most of them live to be over 100. I have to make sure I add in a whole lot more years than other people do, which means I have to maybe not retire right away because I need to look at that and make sure I have the money. If you look at your relatives and they only live to 80 and you're 60, you might go, I only need 20 years of stuff. It's still a lot but it's going to be much easier to deal with than 40 years, which may be what I need if I'm 60. Just know your history, know your family, and then decide how big of a plan do I want. It's easy to get these plans from people. You just have to ask, and I never had asked before. So when you do, they're happy to assist you, especially if you start giving them more business because you're so happy with them. So that's one thing you can do. But the next thing that you can do is if you have a hobby that you, maybe you want to make that into your business, then go back and listen to two other episodes that I've done. Episode 18 and 19. One is about making your hobby your business. And the other one talks about the nuts and bolts of putting your business together, which talks about licenses and permits and schooling and all kinds of stuff. The kinds of stuff that you might need to use if you're doing your own business. So when you say I'm quitting my job and you have a business you want to create yourself, definitely go back and listen to both of those. The hobby isn't as much as the nuts and bolts of business. That's a good good one. It'll help you 
decide how much that you need to actually ask an attorney. It'll give you some good ideas on questions to ask them. So you have a little bit of information rather than none when you walk in, in case you don't know anything about like corporate structures and things. Because having been a corporate paralegal for a number of years, I understand to a certain extent, at least enough what to ask the attorneys and the tax people to say, well, how is this going to impact me if I do this? Then this will happen. Tell me the difference. So I, I give all that information in the other show. And now I want to look at what's your plan, the last piece of this puzzle, which actually starts the new place that you want to be. But everyone, again, is different. Every plan is going to be different. A plan that you might have now for quitting a job is going to be different from the next time you have a plan that you want to quit your job. So do you want to just walk in like I did and say, I quit, I'm done. Thumb your nose at them, I'm out of here. Do you want to do it without a backup plan? Or do you need more than that? I did it without a backup plan, and I am a planner and an organizer. Let me tell you, that was the shock for the Western world for me. I was in such shock that I did that because that's not me. I have to know what my next step is. I did end up going to temp agency, and I got another job not that far from then. But I knew I had bankable skills because I could type, and I was really good as a legal secretary. But I Try something different, and I was sorry. <laughs> so what are you willing to just walk in and say, I quit without a backup plan? Because sometimes we get to that point, and that's how bad it is. But if you have fear about walk, just walking up and leaving your job, what is that fear? What's holding you back from having a better life? Maybe the money, which is a huge issue, obviously, for all of us, if we want not to be homeless, we want to have a roof over our head. But also, sometimes it's what other people might think if we do that. Maybe we're afraid of failure because we're afraid we'll be homeless, but it's not the fear of homelessness as much as it's the fear of failing at what you're doing and and people looking at you and saying, wow, what a loser. And that's something that you don't want. Talk to someone about how you feel. Someone's safe. Whether that's a third party, like I said, like a life coach or a therapist or someone, a minister, somebody who won't repeat what you say. If a best friend is in another town and doesn't know who you work for, that's fabulous. If they're willing to listen, dump on them for a little while to say, I need to talk to somebody about this. I don't need advice yet. Let me get it all out. (laughs) And then just dump everything on them. Let them see what it is and say, I need to mastermind. I need to get this ideas going. Can you help me now? Maybe I'll throw some ideas out and, and you'll throw some back at me. And I'll come up with this master plan just by talking to you. That can do well as well. But the most important thing is to find a way to take the stress out of the job that you have now. If you need to stay there, find a way to change the stress level for yourself. Maybe you can have a little bit of music. Maybe you can get out at lunch and take a walk or take a break for 10 minutes and get out of the place if you're in person somewhere. Maybe you can do some of the more metaphysical things that I do, which at one point in my lifetime, I had somebody who I couldn't take at the office. It was just really difficult. So before I got there, I surrounded the whole desk and the whole area in the big love bubble. And that person never came near my desk. Problem was, I'd walk away from it and she'd find me. But (laughs) as long as I was at my desk, I was in good shape. So I learned I had to put it around me instead of my desk, which was very helpful, And that's one of the steps on another show, which is how to deal with difficult people. 
whatever it is that's bugging you about this job, especially stress-related, if you're bringing it home, find a way to diffuse it. Even if you need to take a drive on the way home, an extra five minutes goes a long way so that you can relax a little or have music in the car or books on tape, something to get your mind off of it. I do find sometimes that writing a list of what I have to do the next day and like wrapping up for the last 10 minutes of the day, even if I get interrupted, is incredibly helpful because that kind of puts a cap on the end of my day and then I don't have to think about it the rest of the time. And that's really, really helpful. So maybe you'll find something like that helpful as well to help you de-stress. Another thing you can do when you're trying to make your plan, maybe you need to go back to school to get a degree, a certification, or, or a license, or just take a few classes to learn something that will help you move in a slightly different direction. So if you are looking at something new, when I was looking at being a life coach, I went, I don't care about the certification but I need to learn how to do this. So I wanted to go to school because I didn't just want to talk to somebody. I wanted to learn how to listen properly and how to respond in the right way. So I wouldn't just make things worse. I wanted to learn that. So I did get certified in life and business coaching, but it was only because I needed the help to get from here to there. So I would feel like I was doing my best work and helping my clients the best I could. So maybe you don't need a certification, but maybe you want one. Maybe you don't need a whole bunch of classes. If you want a different kind of job, you just need to make something that you're like this big hole that you have in your knowledge or your experience. Maybe you need to do something for that. Maybe you'll find instead of classes, you need to volunteer somewhere to learn something that would help you with your current job. Look around. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to get paid for it. Maybe the stuff you love to do, you can volunteer for and then find a job later that will kind of lean back on what you learned as volunteering and what you do for your day job. Something totally different or something in line, but just tweaked a little bit to make your job a different way. There are so many different plans that you can do, but really, really think about what you want to do. Dream expand that dream, refine it. Think about all the possibilities that you could have. And sometimes we don't even know what those possibilities are until we release some of that tightness and that tenseness and the fear and the worry of what's holding us back. And then all of a sudden, ideas start popping into our head as though like magic, because we've released the tension around the subject. And all of a sudden, we're open. And we're much more willing to listen and hear the universe telling us, hey, what about this? What about that? Here's a great idea. And normally we wouldn't hear it at all. Same person could say it 20 times. We wouldn't hear a word or different people might say it. But once we open up and release the fear and the the worry and the expectations of what we should be doing, all of a sudden those ideas just start percolating. People start saying things and we go, I had this great idea. And maybe your spouse goes, yeah, I already said that 20 times, or a friend of yours, but you didn't hear it. And all of a sudden, it becomes your idea. I know people like that. (laughs) I may even resemble that remark a couple times myself. So just know when you look for the steps you need to get out of your job, whether it's just AI quit, or whether you find the plan ahead of time and you look and you find a job, you do your resume, you redo that, 
you figure out what holes are missing, and then you look and you do your research for the job. Or whether you go back to school or you say, I quit, maybe you change the entire area that you're in instead of in law, maybe you go into medicine or something, which is tough because that's a lot of schooling. But I know somebody who became a vet technician, loves it. She'd never done anything like that before. She's an art teacher. She is amazing. She, at a certain age that's older than most people would think of doing it, went back to school, got all the stuff she needed to get in order to be okay to do it. Before the pandemic, she got the job. And of course, during the pandemic, things happened, but um, she's hoping to get back to it again. And she's always been incredible at finding new ways to go about doing things and finding what she loves. So make sure that when you find the steps you need, whether it's A, B, C, D, all the way to L, or whether you have A, B, C, and then you jump to L because you don't know the steps in the middle, it's okay. You might not know all the steps you need to get from here to where you want to be. But start with any dream in life. Start on A, B, C. If you know A, B, and D, start with A and B. Because maybe you don't need step C like you thought you did. Even if you don't know what step C is, try to have faith in yourself. Know that you're enough to get from here to there. That if this job is driving you crazy, you don't have to stay there. Look at what you need. Look at your money. Look at your expectations at the minimum that you need. And also the fun stuff that you want. The stuff that you know will make your life better. If you really want to make a transition to a new job, you can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. People change jobs all the time. You don't need to stay stuck. So if you ask yourself, can you afford to quit your job? Turn that around and ask yourself, can you afford not to? Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be.